If you think you felt a great disturbance in the force, you're not wrong. Ed Gross and me, Mark A. Altman, have a new oral history coming out this July from St. Martin's Press. It's Secrets of the Force, the complete, uncensored, unauthorized oral history of the Star Wars saga. So wherever you buy books, audio and video, pick it up today, pre-order, and you can learn the secrets of the Force. And don't miss our oral history of Star Trek in stores now. And of course, nobody does it better. The complete oral history of James Bond in digital, hardcover, paperback, and audio. That is all. If you're a fan of the 430 movie, you'll love Best Movies Never Made, hosted by myself, Josh Miller. And Steven Scarlatta. Where we explore some of the greatest movies never made, like E.T. 2. Johnny Quest. Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. And Halloween 3D. New episodes available every other Monday wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're a fan of Inglorious Trexperts, you're going to love Trexperts Briefing Room. A Trexperts new series. Briefing Room? What is that? I was about to explain, then you interrupted oh, me. I'm it sorry. Is, it's curated audio commentaries of classic Star Trek episodes from the original series all the way through Enterprise. You're going to love it as we explore the behind-the-scenes making of all these wonderful Star Trek episodes with cast and crew that you would never expect to hear doing audio commentaries on Star Trek. Sounds like fun. It will be. And you <laughs> can find it on the Inglorious Trexperts podcast feed and on the new Trexperts briefing podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's go see what's out there. This is Mark A. Altman, and welcome back to the 430 movie for it's an honor not to be nominated this week on the 430 movie. And once again, I'm thrilled to introduce your fellow hosts. We got Mr. Monday himself, Roll I'm Steve Melching. <laughs> Hello there. I'd like to thank the Academy. And on Tuesday, <laughs> on Tuesday... I'd like to uh, present the envelope to Mr. Darren Docterman. <laughs> I'd like to thank all the little people in this non-nomination. <laughs> and on Wednesday, accepting on behalf of Ashley Edward Miller is <laughs> Ashley Edward Miller. Um, Michael Caine couldn't be here tonight. Uh, he's shooting Jaws the Revenge, but uh, he'd like to thank all of you. Every single one of you. And last, but not least, I'm Frankie Fain. Oh, no, wait. <laughs> I'm Mark A. Altman. And <laughs> I was not nominated. <laughs> I want to I wanna welcome you to uh, back, back to the 4-3 movie. I want to thank all of you who've been so great, so great about uh, uh, telling us how much you missed us, <laughs> how much you wanted to have us back. And here we are, we're back, and hopefully you'll feel that way by the time the show is over. You know, um, I'm here and I feel that way. I miss you guys. It's been, we, haven't, oh, we haven't talked in a while. Yeah, we haven't talked in a while. Except for that special report. Uh, you know, it's, it's been a long hiatus. Well, really who's, been vaccinated? who's been vaccinated? Who's been vaccinated? Yeah, me? All of us. Yeah, so all the entire vaccinated 430 movie team. <laughs> I, I, I think we should uh, we should talk about uh, you know we we can't get back in the studio yet. Uh, electric's not open for 
for for us yet. But um, we'll do it live. We should think about we should think about maybe uh, getting together somewhere. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, well, we should do that. Um, maybe we should get together for an outdoor screening of the Oscar. <laughs> uh, 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 you know, we every time we do an Oscar show, we we mention this movie. It, it, it is just so great. And last year, Kino Lorber came out with it. So if you haven't picked up this film, it is um, the All About Eve if it was made by complete incompetence. And uh, imagine instead of Joseph Banquist, Menachem Golan directing um, uh, All About Eve. That would be the Oscar. Um, it's just such a special film. And it played at the Cinerama Dome. It did. It did. Uh, in fact, I think the premiere was at the Cinerama Dome with the Oscar. Well, it's a it's a it's a fever dream uh, of a of a true Hollywood or true ish Hollywood story. It's, it's uh, the way it's, it's the way if Hollywood wasn't like that. It's the way we wish it were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what a what a great cast. Tony Bennett, Milton Berle. You introducing know, uh, Tony Bennett. Joseph introducing Cotton. Jo Joseph Cotton. Stephen uh, Boyd. Just, well, of course, Stephen Boyd is the titular. <laughs> Frankie, well, not titular, but Frankie Fane, who, <laughs> who covets the Oscar. Oh, man, that's some special stuff. That's a, that's a special movie. If you haven't seen it, you owe it to yourself. To, to, to see it. So um, uh, this week, it's an honor not to be nominated. Uh, you know, a year ago when we did our Oscar show, we talked about uh, the movies we would have picked that had been nominated uh, for Oscar. This year, it's going to be a little different. We're going to talk about a film that uh, that wasn't nominated at all that should have been, that was overlooked, completely overlooked. And uh, before they, we do that, I want to look back. 2020 was a uh, an interesting year for movies, obviously. Not really. Uh, a lot of films were um, uh, never released. Some were only released on streaming. Um, a lot of movies were pushed back a, a, a year. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if anyone watches the Oscars this year. If anyone's uh, heard of any of the movies. I'm curious, uh, guys, um, you know, obviously I don't need you to pick the Oscars, but what were some of your favorites uh, uh, from last year, if any, Steve? Well, I, uh, I, I'll say, start by saying I've seen all of the nominated Best Pictures except for The Father. I haven't had a chance to watch that yet. Uh, I really want to, though. And I, 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 I think they, the Academy did a good job of picking, of picking the films this year. I, I was actually pretty pleased with the nominees. And, and uh, I, I think there have been, and we'll get into this, there have been a lot of years where the, the winner is questionable at best. Um, this year, I think they're going to get it right, in my opinion, because uh, my favorite film of last year was Nomadland. I absolutely loved it. With Pierce Brosnan, Nomads? Yes. Oh, Nomadland. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, I thought it was terrific. Uh, I wish I'd been able to see it on a big screen. I, I understand they actually it's actually played in IMAX in some places to, mm. to really get you that, uh, you know, the, the, the sense of uh, Americana. Uh, you know the the sort of bleakness of uh, of the nomads on the road, and I'd love to see this movie on a big screen. Um, but I, I just thought it was terrific. It was one of the few films in recent years that really stuck with me. Uh, you know, I was still thinking about it the next day. Um, but but I also really like the sound of metal uh, and uh, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah and Minari. Yeah. Okay. Great. And I have to say, Steve, I would disagree with you when you said, I think the Academy really got it right. I was very upset to see how overlooked uh, The Five Bloods was, Spike Lee's movie. Uh, Delroy Lindo uh, not getting a nomination was obscene. 
Um, and I thought, you know, Spike uh, deserved recognition, uh, you know, as well. So that was, that. Was, I felt like they missed the boat on that one. But uh, uh, Darren, I felt that was kind of a half grab. The first half of that movie, I totally agree. The first half was amazing. But by, for me, by the time Act 3 just kind of turned into something else less interesting. It definitely that, turns into something less interesting, but I, I don't think that takes away from how magnificent Delroy Lindo was. I would agree. He was terrific. Um, what about, uh, Darren, what, what were some of the films that you liked last year? I have to say that this past year, uh, I did not watch anything new. I, <laughs> I, mere, I merely wrapped myself in a cocoon of comfort and, uh, and uh, uh, nostalgia. Classic Star Trek episodes. <laughs> a lot of those and a lot of movies that I loved. A, a, couple, a couple movies that I, you know, uh, based on this show, uh, had not seen before that I thought I should see. Um, so I did a, a couple of those, but I just uh, I, I just stayed away. I stayed away from everything that was new and trying to get its attention uh, from me. Um, you did what I asked. You stayed away. I stayed away. <laughs> um, uh, and I, do I do I think I missed something? Probably. Am I disappointed? Mm. Nah, I think I'll be okay. You know, if if uh, if I get around to it, I'll certainly. Uh, watch the uh, you know the best of uh, of the best when we find out what that is, but right. uh, you know I I got all the screeners, <laughs> I mean all, all the all the nominees I have the screeners for. It's funny how that happens that the nominees are the ones you get the screeners for. Yeah, but it wasn't very <laughs> exciting this year because you get all the screeners, but we had them all because they were yes. all on streaming channels. Yeah. So it's like yeah. normally you get the screeners like, oh, this hasn't even come in theaters yet. Yeah. This year, oh, I, I got this on Amazon. I got this on Netflix. Who cares? Yeah. Now, like, why do I want to watch, watch a DVD of this movie when I can watch an HD stream of it? Right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. The irony. <laughs> Ooh, the irony. Speaking of that, so Ashley, what about you? Uh, Darren didn't really embrace the films this year. Did you uh, find anything to like? Yeah, Cobra Kai. Ah, yeah, but not a movie. <laughs> you know, I've got to say, man, like I, to me, you know, 2021 or the 2020 Oscars, I guess, is always going to be a massive freaking asterisk because mm -hmm. so many films, I'm sure, were simply held back from release. It's not a real year. Also, you know, people just didn't go. And so you never experienced the movies the way that they were meant to be experienced. Yeah. So I guess there are nominees and I imagine they're good. I have nothing but respect for my good friend, Steve Melching's opinion. I have not seen <laughs> Nomadland. I will watch Nomadland. But I also saw like this Bill Maher piece on why they should rename the Oscars the Debbies. Right. right. The, Debbie <laughs> like the Debbie Downers. And I'm like, oh. you know what? That's a damn good point. Um, now, I did see some new movies um, last year for for sure. You know, I saw, you know, I saw Birds of Prey, which is the movie about um, Klingon uh, starships. <laughs> uh, if which only. Which is great. And then, um, actually, I will tell you what I really enjoyed from last year. Um, and I wish it had been the last movie that I had seen in a theater. Uh, but it was, sadly, was not. Because I, for reasons I cannot explain, I went to see, like, um, bloodshot or something. I um, don't know why I did it. I think because it's just I needed one last fix before lockdown. Mm. But uh, but the Invisible Man, mm. oh. uh, Lee Winnell, who did Upgrade, who was like a writer. I'm like you know like I'm Saw and the Conjuring. All this. And he's the, the Invisible Man is awesome. It's great. 
And uh, but it's weird to say it was my favorite new movie of 2020 because it was like the only goddamn thing that came out. So I don't know, man. Um, I got nothing. Like I, I, I can't even imagine getting excited about the Oscars this year. Yeah, well, I'll tell you. I mean, I, I, I'm somewhere in the middle. I, I think I'm not as exuberant as Steve is about this year's films. I'm not as down on them as you guys. I mean, I think there are a couple of wonderful films. I really love David Fincher's Mank, but you know, I'm a huge Fincher fan and obviously a huge Citizen Kane fan. And even though the story sort of isn't really that accurate to uh, the making of Kane, no. I, I, I think it's wonderfully, you know, wonderfully shot and told and performed. I mean, Charles it's Dance. It's as really factual as Citizen Kane is. Uh, Amanda. <laughs> but Citizen Kane does set out to be accurate. <laughs> Citizen Kane's not supposed to be accurate. It's, 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 it's based on, it, it, it's not even a Ramona Claff. I mean, it just yeah. it was inspired by Hearst. It wasn't, it never set out to be a documentary about Hearst or, or, or Marion Davies or anything else. Uh, yeah, you know, he just used that. To, to, yeah. So, okay. And uh, and then I really liked um, Aaron Sorkin's film, uh, Trial of the Chicago Seven, which I think is terrific, which I think Paramount was lucky to be able to sell to streaming, though. I can't imagine it, it making uh, a lot of, a lot of money in theaters, no. um, you know, but uh, I think it's wonderful and wonderfully written, wonderfully performed, and great performances. Uh, you know, Aaron Sorkin, who's such a brilliant writer, is really maturing into a Wonderful director. I mean, I thought Molly's game was terrific, and yeah. I really love uh, Chicago Seven. Um, you know, and I, I liked the, the Five Bloods. But, but uh, you know, again, overall, I think what we were all talking about was television more than movies last year. I think you it's, know, I it's, think it's, it's, it's funny how many of the titles that came out last year are all extremely suitable for streaming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, it's just it's just hard to imagine how they didn't plan it that way. No, because the big movies were pushed, like the No Time to Dies, and you know, and and West yeah, Side Story. There's, there's a hand, there was a handful of them, you know. But Fox pushed West uh, Fox Spielberg's West Side Story, which right. was up for, would it would have been a huge uh, uh, Oscar bait film. Maybe. Got pushed. Now, well, from what I hear, it's pretty spectacular. So we'll I see. hope so. Yeah, and 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 then uh, you know, there are a bunch of other other you know, a couple other films that that got pushed that potentially could have been quote-unquote Oscar bait. Could have been a contender. They could have been a contender. And speaking of films that could have been a contender, (laughs) let's talk about films that should have been a contender. And uh, as always, uh, just to remind people who are new to the show, we curate a fantasy theme week. This week, uh, we're going to be programming a fantasy theme week of movies that should have been nominated or should have won the Oscar and uh, that weren't even nominated, just just, you know, totally neglected by the Academy. And uh, I, I'm going to start, as always, with Steve Melching on Monday. I'm very anxious because, you know, in the past, I, I've, I've often felt like, oh, I, I know what they're going to say. I, uh-huh. I can pick it. I can feel it. But I have no idea what anybody's going to say today. Yeah, well, so uh, when we decided to do this topic, I, I was a little concerned because I could only think of a handful of movies that uh, that I thought should have been a contender or won the Oscar for Best Picture, but that weren't even nominated until I did a little Googling. And then I could feel the rage, the cinematic rage building, like, oh, my God, that one too? And that one? So I, there, I ended up with a, a pretty healthy list mm. uh, of things. But uh, I'm going to go with one that that I, I always stuck in the back of my mind and was one of those that was a, uh, foremost in my mind. And uh, it's a film that, 
it, it just boggles my mind that it wasn't even nominated because it was such a an energetic film that really captured the zeitgeist of the time. Uh, it was a, a movie everyone was talking about, and uh, it really really helped launch the career of the writer-director into the next level when it came out. And uh, so I'm talking about 1989's Do the Right Thing. It's gonna be a scorcher to be. Universal Pictures presents a new film from Spike Lee. Good morning, Miss Mother's sister. Now, Mookie, don't work too hard today. The man says it's going to be hot as the devil. I've been here 25 years. LaSalle's famous pizzeria is here to stay. Trust me. Mookie, the last time I trusted you, we ended up with a son. I know you can't stand it. You can't stand it. Hey, hey Sal, I'm going to put up on a wall here.
and uh, and best supporting actor for uh, Danny Aiello, the white actor in the movie, was nominated. Yeah, you know, look, I, I, I don't want to wade too much into uh, you know the, the politics of it all, but I will say, you know, I think this is a case of less Oscar so white than Oscar so old. Mm-hmm. I think this was a yeah. time in which the Oscar voters skewed very old, and you know. Jessica Tandy was Hollywood royalty. He's you know very old. Uh, you know, <laughs> and, and yeah, and 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 Morgan Freeman, you know, was an up and comer who everyone was really excited about ever since he burst on the scene with Street Smart. Um, and uh, and Electric Company. The, yeah, and Electric Company. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, I've seen the play, and the play is quite good. And the movie is basically the play. And I I, I don't in any way want to diminish that movie. Uh, um, uh, but you know, I mean. It's an old-fashioned kind of entertainment, whereas do you know do the right thing was very much of the moment. It was uh, um, completely visceral, and it had something to say, and it's, it's brilliantly filmed. People forget they think, yeah. oh, you know, Spike is like an issue filmmaker. He's a master visual stylist as well. He really knows the how color, to use the, the use camera. Of color, yeah. Oh. Great. I mean, you know, and, Driving Miss Daisy was a movie I just saw the one time back in 1989. I never had any desire to revisit it. But Do the Right Thing, I've watched several times. I just watched it last year, the Criterion yeah. uh, Collection Edition that came out. And it it's it not only held up, it felt more relevant than ever, sadly. Uh, sadly, and, yeah. And Spike Lee also did a uh, uh, published a, a book of the chronicling the writing and and making of Do the Right Thing, sort of in the style of Steven Soderbergh's book about Sex, Lies, and Videotape, where he kept a journal of his writing process and then the filmmaking process, which is, I think, a really fascinating book if you want a, a deeper insight into the creation and, and making of that film. Yeah, yeah. It's really a great pick, and it, 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 it's it, it's a really fantastic movie. And what it does too is it stands the test of time. So like you said, you can watch the movie now; it's just as relevant. And uh, you know, I think whereas you know you watch something like Driving Miss Daisy, uh, that's not the case. It's funny because as I mentioned to you, um, you know, this was a film that <laughs> I had planned to pick as well. And I, you know, I had the same kind of thing that I was focused on was the idea that. Um, uh, driving Miss Daisy, you know, compared to um, the power of um, it, just it just didn't, you know, it was it was it was it was crazy that uh, it was overlooked. Because the other films I just want to point out were uh, My Left Foot, which I, I don't love, um, uh, Born on the Fourth of July, um, uh, um, and uh, Field <laughs> Field of Dreams, Field of Dreams, Sorry. and. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, Field of Dreams is a lovely movie, which, you know, watch every Father's Day. And it's a wonderful baseball movie. It's beautiful. Alden Robbins, beautiful film. Not best picture in my mind. You know, best movie to watch with your dad, probably, other than The Dirty Dozen. Um, Dead Poets Society. And Dead Poets Society. Yeah. So uh, the fact that Do the Right Thing was not nominated, uh, you know, really is, I, I won't use the word travesty, but it's crazy. Well, also that say? that same year was also Sex Lies and Videotape not nominated, mm-hmm. Henry V, not nominated, yeah. and Crimes and Misdemeanors, not yeah, nominated. which wasn't. But Martin Landau um, and Martin Landau did not uh, win for um, his role in Crimes and Misdemeanors. He didn't win Blood Wood. But I was telling a story how I went up to Martin Landau. I remember it was he year he won at the Saturn Awards, and I said it's a crime that you didn't <laughs> win the Oscar for Crimes and Misdemeanors, and he said, yeah, but I won for Ed Wood, so it's okay. <laughs> he, he hit on my girlfriend once, but that's another story. Ed Wood no, or Martin Landau? 
Martin Landau. Uh, he had on he had on Jeff Bond's wife too. He was a he was a he was, he was a, a lady. Yeah, he was a rock tour. Did, did Rob ever him. tell you his story about Martin Landau at the Playboy at Mansion? The Playboy yeah. Yeah. Oh God, yes. I I can't think of Commander Koenig like that. It makes me <laughs> like oh my God. Let's let's not think about that. Let's move on. <laughs> he wanted to dock in somebody's moon base. <laughs> wow, that's Tuesday. <laughs> thank you, Ashley. I, I, I think that thank you for that that, that gentle plump plump move on. Uh, so, Darren, Tuesday, Tuesday, um, yes, Tuesday, we're going to journey to 1951. Ooh, 51, 51. That's a long time ago. Sure is. In fact, it's 60 years ago, 70 years ago. Oh my God! It's oh God! Years ago. Um, the best picture, the winner that year was All About Eve, which is a wonderful film. Um, wonderful. Fantastic. Best actor went to Jose Ferrer for Cyrano de Bergerac. Mm -hmm. Best actress, Judy Holiday for Born Yesterday. Also a lovely performance. Um, George Sanders, Best Supporting Actor, All About Eve. And Josephine Hull, Best Supporting Actress in Harvey. Um, but a film that came out that year, or 1950, because obviously the Oscars take place in uh, the year after, um, not nominated at all was the blueprint for all science fiction films to come. The day the earth stood still. Mm -hmm. We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon. The arrival of a space ship in Washington. The army has taken every precaution to meet any emergency which may develop. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. <laughs> I came here to give you these facts. But if you threaten to extend your violence, this earth of yours will be reduced to a burned out cinder. But he's a robot. Without you, what could he do? There's no limit to what he could do. He could destroy the earth. All vehicles close in. Let's go. completely ignored mm -hmm. and um i won't be ignored i won't be ignored jack no uh it's it's such a it's it's a travesty honestly uh because it is amazing i mean both in story-wise and uh uh dramatically and technically you know, nothing had been seen like it before, certainly seriously. Um, and this was before the, the spate of, uh, you know, schlock knockoff science fiction movies that would play in drive-ins. This was a serious, you know, A or B picture, to be honest. Uh, an A-list director, Bob Wise was an A-list director. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, it is it is such a... a, uh, a 
an amazing accomplishment, certainly for when it came out, and even mm. now. Um, and they did a, a horrible remake a few years ago uh, that completely missed the point. Um, yeah. But it honestly, in in you know, right after you know, a few years after the end of World War II, and it's dealing with these basically uh, growing pains of the United States specifically, and figuring out its place in the world, and you know, by extrapolation, Earth's place in the universe. And it is so well done. Uh, Michael Rennie is amazing as uh, Klaatu, uh, the alien. And, you know, it's... Uh, and Gort is so great as the robot. <laughs> he is. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sorry he didn't get more work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but it's, it's such a wonderful film and so, uh, so iconic uh, in our time now that it's such a shame that it was completely sideswiped. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, obviously uh, All About Eve is a masterpiece, as was uh, Sunset Boulevard, another nominee mm -hmm. from that year. Yeah. But surely they could have made room for this film by maybe bumping King Solomon's Mines or uh, <laughs> Father of the Bride. Yeah. yeah. Surely, you must be serious. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you know, it's such a wonderful pick. It's such a wonderful movie that I think, you know, now uh, they say pop culture only lasts about two generations. And uh, I'm worried that that's a movie that is is uh, disappearing from mm -hmm. uh, sci-fi fans' uh, um, lexicon because yes. it's, it's a really remarkable. Patricia uh, Neal is great. And um, I just I just love it. And um, I, I, you know, Nick Meyer is a huge fan. He did some wonderful commentary on the on the DVD. Absolutely. And uh, I just, uh, you know, you look at that year and like you said, All About Eve, of course, that it deserved to win. But uh, Born Yesterday, Far the Bride, King Solomon's Minds, well, and then the, the brilliant Sunset Boulevard. It's funny because I almost picked for that month uh, The Third Man for that year yeah. as well, which was another great movie that could have yeah. been completely overlooked uh, in, in 1950. You know, it's funny looking at some of these years. There are some years that just have clusters of masterpieces. You know, like how how could you possibly choose? And other years, right. you're like, are just clusters? Yeah, yeah. You're like, wow. Well, that one that one wasn't that great. And then you look at the other ones, like yeah, that wasn't that good either. And especially mm. in the like the last twenty years, like, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, that look. That's a great. That's a great pick. And really, uh, just a science fiction movie. I know we 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 we've gone to bat a lot for Forbidden Planet on Inglorious Trexperts. I, I I think you can't say enough good things about Day the Earth is Still because it is a movie which I also saw for the first time on the 4:30 movie, by the way, that <laughs> deserves um, uh, you know to to stay in the public consciousness. It has something to say, you know, yeah. and it's also you know it's scary and it's. And, it, 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 you know, it's suspenseful and, you know, it's, just, it's really just a terrific movie. It was one of Gene Roddenberry's favorite movies. Yeah. Um, which is one of the reasons they were one able One of the reasons they hired to, Robert Wise to do Star Trek The Motion Picture. Because they thought he, they, he listened to him because he had yep. so much respect for him. Little exactly. did they know. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so that brings us, of course, to Wednesday and Ashley. And as longtime listeners of this podcast know... Um, 
Ashley is the wild card on Wednesday. You just never know what's what's going to happen with this guy. <laughs> uh, you don't know what some weeks could be super mainstream. More often than not, not. So uh, it'll be very interesting to see what what movie uh, Ashley's going to pick today. You know, there are wild cards, and then there are cards so wild, not even I know what they are. Now look, I, I went into this with a with a very clear idea of the movie that I wanted to pick um, because it was a year that it very clearly deserved to be nominated, a, a year that I, I felt like it actually had a decent chance of actually should have been the winner. It's like one of the more memorable movies of, of that year. I had a personal story to tell about it. You know, perfect tee up, you know. For like a, a really class. solid down the middle. Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned 2011, but it was a perfect sort of solid down the middle, safe Ashley pick. Mm-hmm. But tonight, I want to pick up a little bit on something that Steve was saying about how shitty a lot of the uh, the winners have been in the last 20 years. And I want to pick <laughs> on, like, because when I was looking at the lists, I was thinking, well, I, I, I really want to find something that I feel like it, it not only should have been nominated, it should have beat the terrible movie that won. And the truth is that a lot of the winners actually are pretty great. You know, you can, you can see the argument for why they won or kind of why they would stand the test of time. But there are a bunch, especially in the last few decades, you're kind of like, eh. <laughs> right? And that was a great noise, Steve. I think it should be a word. It should be in the dictionary. And um, I think, you know, the either the high watermark or the low watermark, depending on how you look at it, was 2011, The Artist. Oh God! Was just unwatchable dog shit. Okay, like it had like there was it had no business winning the Oscar that year. Now here's what we're gonna do, kids. We're gonna play a game. This is what we're gonna do. Do you like want to week. play a game? Yes, I do. Now, in 2011, there were 241 major film releases. What I have in front of me is a random number generator. <laughs> <laughs> and all 241 movies listed in the order they were released. Oh my God. I am going to run the random number generator and pick Wednesday. I love it. Mm. Here That's we go. That's a wild card. Max, uh, min one, max 241. Generate. What is it? 186. Oh, who wins? Who wins the Oscar this year? Uh, da 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 da. Shit. The artist. <laughs> the artist. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, all right. So <laughs> the, uh, the the winner, I, th- look, here's my thesis, right? Like any the one winner. of these movies would have been better the than the artist. Goes to. The <laughs> Oscar goes to a movie that I can't even remember, but I'm sure was better. 50-50, an American oh, black yes. comedy directed by Jonathan Levine, written by Will <laughs> Reiser and starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And um, Seth Rogen, right? Yeah, and Seth Rogen. And, um, you know, look, man, it's a cancer movie. Cancer movies always do great at the Oscars. <laughs> I'm not saying that you should run out and watch this movie. I'm not even saying that it would be great for your Wednesday. But I am saying that it was better than The Artist. And I still don't wow. understand how the hell The Artist won that year. I, mean, I just, I just, I just I'm don't know why you would pick the method for choosing that is what the Academy used. <laughs> pick that I'm, I'm trying to bring some versatility. I mean, you know, look, now, look, I don't hate The Artist the way you hate it. I mean, <laughs> and, 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 and frankly, you know, look, that was, there were some great movies nominated that year. Hugo, 
uh, the Scorsese movie, Midnight in Paris, Woody right. Allen. I thought there was a pretty film. good chance one of those movies uh, might have popped up on the random number generator, but sadly, M- Moneyball, which Iron Sorkin wrote, uh, yep. which was also wonderful. Iron Sorkin. Iron Sorkin. He was like, you well, know. that was when Aaron Sorkin came back from Afghanistan and he built a suit that would help him fight crime. <laughs> you know, Alexander Payne's <laughs> The Descendants was that year. Yeah. yeah. Spielberg's War Horse. I mean, there were a lot of really tree of fine life. movies. I love Tree of Life. Tree of life. You know, yeah. hear me, let me give you a better pick for, for Wednesday. And I'll just 50 50? Thank God. And 50 50. Okay. Um, 2005, Jim Mangold's Walk the Line. He was hit by a truck, and you were lying out in that gutter dying, and you had time to sing one song. One song that would let God know what you felt about your time here on Earth. One song that would sum you up. That's the kind of song that truly saves people. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I found to ask you how you came up with that sound. Steady like a train, sharp like a razor. We'd play faster if we could. The taste of love is sweet. We're all going to hell for the songs we sang. And what about me, Charlie? Am I going to hell? No, Jim, you're beautiful. <laughs> the Johnny Cash um, yeah. movie, um, with Joaquin Phoenix, uh, who yeah, from Bedford Stuy of Essence. Wait, he <laughs> um, was not, but I just wanted to say that. Uh, it's a great movie, and one of the reasons why I wanted to pick it was um, I had the, the great pleasure of, of working with, um, with uh, Jim Mangold on something. And um, I remember the very first meeting conversation that we had, um, you know, kind of going into his office, and he's got this poster of like the outlaw Josie Wales and how that's his favorite movie. And we kind of talked about outlaw Josie Wales and action movies and action films. And um, it, it, it wrapped around to walk the line in a really interesting way. And what, what he said was he didn't think of the songs in the movie as songs. I mean, they were obviously, but he thought of them as action scenes because they were moments where things happened in the movie, right? Like, this is the song where Johnny gets his recording contract. This is the song where he meets June. This is the song where they fall in love. This is the song where he breaks down. This is the song where they break apart, right? This is the song where, and I just thought that was such a a brilliant insight. Um, You know, from this really fantastic uh, director, you know, who like, you know, not everything that that he's done has just been magical, right? But but he's done so many great movies. He's got he's got such a solid sense of story and character and movement. Um, and I thought Walk the Line was just terrific. I mean, first of all, you can't argue with the with the music. You can't argue um, with 
you know, with Joaquin Phoenix or Reese Witherspoon. You can't argue with um, with almost anything about that film. You know, it's just entertaining and it's smart and it's emotional. And it boggles my mind that it didn't get a nomination. Just and what year was mind. that? What it was year? 2005. Yeah. Right. Okay. And, you know, I feel like, you know, what, what, what do we have? 2005, man. Um, so that year was crash, the year of the party Crash won. won. Fuck Crash, by uh, the way. You well, know? Yeah, cra- crash won in 2005. And, you know, but that there were some great movies nominated. There were, Broke for sure. Mountain, Capote. Yeah. Uh, and especially I would have, my pick would have been would've Munich. Been Munich. For, yeah. And I Munich, love Munich. Yeah, for sure. But Munich was nominated, so I couldn't pick Munich. Yeah. And 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 Good Night, you know, Good Night and Good Luck, the, the Clooney movie was also about Edward mm-hmm. Murrow was also nominated. Um, but yeah, I Walked the Lines look great, great pick. I mean, yeah. you know, and, and, and I can't wait to see what Mangold does with the Indiana Jones picture. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Okay. Well, that that was unexpected. <laughs> Both of you them. Know, was, yeah, both of them. Yeah, that was very unexpected. <laughs> both were uh, unexpected. <laughs> breakfast activities. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I um you know, I'm 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 wrestling with this because I I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if you know I should if it's fair to pick a movie from a, a very weak year or a very strong year. Like mm-hmm. is it a year where it's a completely insane fact that this movie didn't win because the movies are all crap? Or, you know, is, is should I pick a movie from a year where it's super competitive? You know, I kind of like look at the years where it's like, you know, it's like, for instance, in 1982, like Gandhi won, which was absurd, right? When, you know, and 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 you know, when you had Blade Runner, uh, you know, uh, but you also had, you know, really strong nominations like E.T., The Mission, The Verdict, Tootsie, any of those movies should have won mm-hmm. over Gandhi, right? Um, so I'm like, oh, is it something like that, you know, or is it? You know, 1969, you know, the, the the Wild Bunch didn't get nominated, you know, against Hello, Dolly, you know, and 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 uh, Anne of 100 Days. And, you know, but Butch Cassidy was nominated, you yeah, know. Midnight um, Cowboy won that year, and it should Midnight have Cowboy won that year. I, I would have given the Wild Bunch or Butch Cassidy over Midnight Cowboy. That's oh, just me. I couldn't so, go there. I would give it a nomination for sure, but Midnight yeah, Cowboy but, is amazing. But those are, not, those are not my picks. Now, I, I do have a question. I do have a question before I reveal my 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 pick. Um, did I pick Sweet Smell of Success for Journalism Week? I feel like you stopped did. the press this week. Okay, because yeah. you know, it, yeah, I think okay, I did. So that was 1957, Sweet Smell of Success, um, and uh, you know, it was not nominated. What was nominated was Peyton Place, Sayonara, Witness for the Prosecution, which I like quite a bit, and Twelve Angry Men, and the winner ended up being uh, Bridge Over the Rakai. So, okay, it's just as well. No sweet smell of success. No face in the crowd. Not nominated that year either. The great Ilya Kazan movie. Um, okay, so I have my year. Nineteen. The year is 1986. NASA launches the least last of its <laughs> <laughs> space program. No, it's not Buck Rogers. In, in 1986, uh, the nominees were Children of a Lesser God, The Mission, Room with a View, wonderful movie. Mm-hmm. Hannah and her sisters, an even more wonderful movie. And the winner was a, a great Oliver Stone um, movie, Platoon. But the film in 1986 that should have won Best Picture, but there's no way the Academy would have gone there. They they just no they, way. This, no way. <laughs> Ooh, you know, um, was Blue Velvet from the mind of David Lynch comes a modern day masterpiece so startling 
so provocative, so mysterious, that it will open your eyes to a world you have never seen before. And warm a memory through the years, and I still can see blue velvet. Hey, neighbor. Here I come. You got about one second to live, buddy. You know, that would, that would be my pick. You know, I, there's no way that that wins Best Picture. But by far, other than maybe Hannah and Sisters, the best movie of, of, of 1986. Uh, extraordinary film by David Lynch uh, with brilliant performances by uh, the young um, uh, Kyle McLaughlin, Kyle McLaughlin, the Kuisat Satarat, and, uh, <laughs> of course, the Isabel Rossellini and Dennis Hopper. Recovering from his years in the desert, and uh, Laura, um, Laura Dern, and Laura and Laura Dern, who's wonderful, and uh, Dean Stockwell. I don't know if I say luminous. I think she's Dean wonderful. Dean Stockwell was luminous. I never found Laura Dean Dern particularly luminous, but I do find her terrific. Yes. And um, Dennis Hopper, and and, and well, I was saying Dennis Hopper oh, from his yeah. many years in the desert. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was unhorrible for a while, and then all of a sudden, you know, after everything on a, that went down on Apocalypse Now. And the last movie before that, but you know he comes back with Hoosiers and Blue Velvet and you know River, uh, River's, and Edge. River, River's, River's Edge, Edge and and all of a sudden he is he's <laughs> doing colors and he's directing again and directing yeah. the Hot Spot and he's you know he's he's back in back in a big way. So fuck uh, that shit. That's Blue Ribbon. That's Blue Ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my pick. Wow, for that's, a, that's a that's a great pick. I mean, Platoon is a is a is a solid movie. It's very good. It's very solid. It's very, you know, it's it's a good movie. Blue Velvet, though, is sort of a transformative movie. It it changed, it changed something. Yeah, I think you can't take away from Platoon in the sense that it's made by a veteran about a yeah. war that we can't begin to appreciate or understand what it was like to to fight in. Which, yeah. in a way, is why I, as somebody who's not a veteran, like would like. Apocalypse Now, my Vietnam is the one I want to watch if I'm going to watch a Vietnam movie. But Platoon is a remarkable movie because what it did for this generation of, of veterans who saw themselves on screen is really remarkable. And it's a great movie in a lot of ways. And he really went through hell to make it. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's a pretty terrific movie. But, you know, like, like I said, you know, like I think Apocalypse Now is pure cinema, but also um, whereas Platoon is not. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I, I'm not in any way like he's dissing the artist. I'm not dissing Platoon. I'm just saying that Blue Velvet is a game changer. Not just dissing it. <laughs> yeah, you're not just dissing it. I mean, I mean look, the other, the other thing that was, you know, I came super close to um, was, was Rear Window in, in 55, but on the waterfront one. So it's kind of like, you know, what, I'm not going to. 
<laughs> uh, but I, I, I will say that um, uh, a year that, you know, the, the only one that really came close to me uh, besides after you took do the right thing for me. Thank you, Steve. I, I should have uh, taken blue velvet. I love blue. I, I see that one. I, I didn't even, I didn't even realize it didn't even come up on my research, but I, I adore blue velvet. I love it. You know, it was, um, well, the other, the other, the other film that came very close and I'd like to put in contention for, um, for Friday as we move on to Friday is um, I'm looking where I wrote it down and now I can't find it. A room with a view to a kill. (laughs) (laughs) That would be awesome, dude. (laughs) I would watch the shit out of that movie. Period piece, James Bond, like where he like is hanging out with Helena Bonham Carter and they're like, you know, doing like Ian Forrester dialogue and like it's all very mannered and- And a Zeppelin. Come on guys, I'm writing that. I'm pitching that now. Let's go. Yes, Mark, you found it. Go ahead. The, the film that I, I was going to suggest, but again, it lost to a film that was worthy was, uh, and again, this was not, was Once Upon a Time in America, the Sergio Leone film. And I love the story of, you know, how it was butchered and then basically and released and eviscerated. And then it was re-released, uh, you know, in the restored version. And people went from calling, I mean, there's a famous, I think it was Janet Maslin, and I may be wrong, who had it on her worst of the year list. And then her best of the year list, but she had the the edited the Lad Company Warner Brothers edited version as the worst, and the director's cut as the best of the year. And it may not have been Janet Maslin, but you know, again, I don't do the research that Steve does. I'm just going from memory, and the memory cells <laughs> are dying. Right. Um, Who but then fooling Amadeus won that year. Uh, Killing Fields, which would have been my pick of the nominees. Um, oh. pa- Passage to India was nominated. Uh, place in the heart and soldier, and soldier story and soldier story. But once upon a time in America, I think is a spectacular epic film. To me, that's like what an Oscar movie is. Yes, I but this is a 430 it. movie. And um it 1981, you know what didn't get nominated? What? The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, but that's not best picture. Hell yeah, it is. Like no, it's not. <laughs> of course it is. I mean, I love the Empire Strikes Back, but it's not a no, best picture. I mean, I love because it. Because it's it's Return of the Jedi that gets Best Picture because they didn't give Best Picture to Empire or Star Wars. <laughs> that's how that works. Uh, that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we're also talking about like what was not nominated at all, which is to not take away anything from the nominees. I mean, although when I look at the list of nominees from 1981, I mean, guess what? Writers Lost Ark, of course, but like, but that those are the ones who got nominated. Um, when was Blade Runner? Although I can't imagine. 82, ever- I was, I'm 82. saying. 82, yeah. Gandhi wins. Now, I'm not saying that Blade Runner necessarily had a win, but anything could have should have beat Gandhi. Gandhi right. was just, you know, Gandhi's fine. Ben Kingsley's great in it. But, it's but of movies that did not get nominated biopic. that year, Blade Runner is a really great choice. But, but yeah, Mark, but remember, you, that was the original to, version, too. You have to admit it, that Gandhi is exactly the kind of movie that gets the best picture. Look, I, I, I agree. I that agree with that. Er. Yeah, but it's like picture. look, look at 1968. Okay, oh, uh, Planet of the doesn't win. 2001 yeah. doesn't win, and Rosemary's Baby doesn't win. What wins? Oh. Oliver. Yeah, not oh. Oliver Twist. Oliver. Oliver. The musical didn't even get nominated. You're right. No, it's, yeah. That's a pretty yeah. good choice. Nuts. You know what I thought that nominated? was going to be. I thought it was going to be Darren's choice, honestly. No, Funny Girl, Lion and Winter. Lion and Winter's great. Rachel, Rachel, and Romeo and Juliet. So Zeffirelli's Blood Romeo and Juliet. I would say for Friday, 2001's a great pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Dave, do you mind if I ask you a personal question? No, not at all. 
I've wondered whether you might be having some second thoughts about the mission. How do you mean? Rumors about something being dug up on the moon. I never gave these stories much credence, but particularly in view of some of the other things that have happened, I find them difficult to put out of my mind. Open the pod bay doors, please, Hal. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. What are you talking about, Hal? This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. There's you also the there's also the big Lebowski. Yeah, yeah. but that's completely not ignored. Sure I, know, I love Lebowski. I love sure Lebowski, it is. But that's not. But, a but way better than. Oh, but we are talking about best picture. But David right. Private right. Ryan. Right. David Private Ryan should have won that year. Yeah, but, but things that but Mark, get nominated. The the right. the the point of this show is not no, 50, best 50. picture. It's about not getting nominated. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. But I, I'm <laughs> kind of thinking, what didn't get nominated that should have won best picture? Yeah, yeah well, United. you can think along Rushmore. those lines, but none of us, none of us have. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> well, look at you know, looking, you know uh, the Seven Samurai, not yeah, nominated, yeah. beaten by Around the World in Eighty Days. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The hell, or, or yeah. Vertigo, Vert, Vertigo, Vertigo, not nominated, mm -hmm. be, yeah. beaten by Gigi. Yeah, Singing in the Freaking Rain, not even yeah. nominated, beaten by the Greatest Show on Earth. Yeah, yeah Cecil B. DeMille's nothing. Bloated nonsense. Well, it's also the first uh, movie that Steven Spielberg saw in a theater. So, so there yeah, you but go. You know what else? You know, I'm singing in the rain wasn't even nominated. The only other thing that was worthwhile that year was High Noon. I mean, right. because Ivanhoe was nominated. Um, 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 the Quiet Man. Um, by, by the way, I just watched Ivanhoe for the first time like two weeks ago. It was freaking great. It's great. It was fun. It was so such it should a have cool been. Movie. You're saying it should have won over, uh, over um, Greatest Show on Earth. Sure, I haven't seen okay. Greatest Show on Earth, but I, I thought Ivanhoe was very. I have. But but did you know that the score to Ivanhoe was, was a the temp big score to Star Wars? The temp yes. score to Star Wars. Yes, it's the part main of the reason title. why I watched it. Yes. But it's, you should watch it anyway because it's a good movie. Yes, anyway. it is. There you go. There you <laughs> Thank go. you, Pete Whistle. <laughs> but yeah, Vertigo, the, the movies, the kind of hot tin roof, defiant ones, uh, uh, separate tables. Um, I mean, Ace, Vertigo Ace not the, getting nominated. Ace in the Hole. Uh, yeah. Uh, not nominated. Billy Wilder classic. Yeah. Yeah. Not by an American in Paris, which is a fine, you know, it's fine, but it's no Ace in the Hole. No. It's not. Or, I play the, the title, hole. Big Carnival or Ace in the Hole didn't get nominated. <laughs> Every time you say, anyway. <laughs> so we got a decision to make, fellas. Yeah, we do. I kind of, I mean, hasn't 2001 been on the show before? Of course. But I think it's okay to bring it back I think this it's because fine. it's such a huge it's omission. Iconic. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, you know, and I think anytime Kubrick gets overlooked, I switched. Well, yeah. Which I mean, was 2001 awesome. is another one of those sort of transformative movies. You know, yeah. it's a Kubrick classic, but it just kind of changed your conception of what science fiction could be in cinema. But and you know what else didn't get nominated? The Searchers. Yeah. His Girl Friday didn't get nominated. Rio yeah. Bravo. Rio yeah. Bravo. 
to be or not to be. I mean, these are all amazing movies. Face of the crowd. But okay, let's go with 2001. Are we, are we quite to the point where we can say that movies that have been nominated are usually not as good as those who aren't? Have Don't we gotten to that point yet? Well, I, don't, I don't know if we are. Well, you know, you t that's to Mark's earlier point with the, the sort of the makeup of the Academy, that sort of conservative older makeup, like the avant-garde films that are sort of pushing the envelope of cinema are often, you know, undervalued in their time. It's, it's, they're ahead of their time. So right. it takes a while for their influence to be felt. And then you look back on it and go, oh, holy crap, how do we not recognize this film? You know, Plus, we time? have to remember that the bulk of the voting Academy are actors. Yes. Exactly. And what do they know, really? They know yeah, that's how they you know what Oliver. is handed to them <laughs> that is written. Yeah. That's what no, it's true. Know. I mean, it's important to know that the, the, the large majority of the voting members of the Academy on Best Picture are actors. And so something was showing not, performances. Is not denigrating is, actors at all. Not it's at merely all. Not saying at all. that they have a different point of view right. from uh, people who are behind the camera. You could say from a certain point of view. Yeah, I could. They, they value different things. They like to yes. see an, mm -hmm. a performance that is like an epic performance. They like, yes. you know, uh, challenging of, you know, playing a character over a great many years and yes. aging or, you know. Thus, we get Gandhi. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, and that's why you really want to see something that ties it all together. Brilliant performances, great production design, brilliant directing, superb writing, you know, and, and, and yeah. those people like are you all over the spinning at once. Or you get a film that was directed by an actor, which is a, right. a, a good tell. Like uh, that's why you get a Kevin Costner winning for *Dance of Wolves*, or you know. What what uh, what else came out that year? *Dance of Wolves* nineteen ninety. Uh, that was the year of uh, the other game. nominees were *Awakenings*, *Ghost*, *Godfather 3*, and *Goodfellas*. Oh my uh, god. There yeah. you go. I mean, you're yeah. absolutely right. For uh, Goodfellas uh, to lose to Dance of Wolves. Miller's Crossing. Oh, not now nominated. that's a movie that not, didn't not get nominated, nominated for anything. Insane. Yeah. Insane. Okay. Well, that's a perfect place to end it. Uh, <laughs> because that's that's an affront to man and God. Um, so this is a really this is a really eclectic, interesting week, starting with Monday, Steve. Monday is Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing. Tuesday, it was. Tuesday is, in fact, the day the Earth stood still. Wednesday? Walk the line. And, and right through that ring of fire, on the Thursday, it's blue velvet. Because in, in dreams, in dreams, in dreams, we walk with you. Right. Candy-colored clown. Candy-colored clown, she called the Sandman. <laughs> um... <laughs> But uh, boy, what a week! What a week! What's and, Friday? And, what do we choose for Friday? Two thousand one. And Friday, it's two thousand one. Yeah. A space odyssey. The Which Stanley has Kubrick, no severed ears or as we might say on this podcast, a space odyssey. Yes, we might. So uh, it's so good to be back with uh, with with everyone for the. Uh, for the fourth season, you realize we're entering our fourth season. How extraordinary is that? You know what the great thing is? It took us three seasons to get good, and now, right? now we've completely forgotten how that is. Now no, no, we begin the long, slow slide into <laughs> eventually we'll be doing masks. You know, <laughs> but but you know what's great about the show is 
you know, it really has been growing by leaps and bounds every season. I mean, our listenership is really, you know, we, we came on, you know, with a pretty decent listenership, but, uh, you know, every year it's just gone up and up and up, which is great because some of our more successful podcasts, uh, you know, uh, have shown a little bit of attrition, whereas the Fort Dream movie continues to grow and grow, which is very exciting. I think it's very exciting that we have overseen uh, the death of motion pictures. We have seen them out. Uh, with, a, with an appropriate uh, farewell. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a real tragedy. Don't let the door um, hit you on the ass on the way out, movies. So yeah, that'll be, long that'll long be fifth season when we'll be like, yeah, yeah, the 430 yeah. stream. We're talking about what's streaming right now. The 430 oh, favorite what? streaming channels. Um, because movies no longer exist. Um, it's really sad. Really, really sad. But I don't want to go out on a sad note because this is no. the beginning of our fourth season. And we have some great upcoming weeks planned, really fun stuff. And we've been listening to you, our listeners. So some of them may sound familiar um, <laughs> because they are stuff that you've pitched us. And I want to encourage you. You can you can let us know what you think or your suggestions for theme weeks. We'll certainly consider them by reaching out to us on the 430 Movie Podcast on Twitter. Or you can also follow us on our Instagram feed, which uh, Patrick Macias has been doing a great job of curating, uh, as well as on um Facebook at the 430 movie. So um, we encourage you to do that. Also to rate the podcast five stars on uh, Apple Podcasts so you can let other people know how much you're enjoying the podcast and hopefully encourage them to listen as well. And uh, listen to our sister podcast, The Great Cartoon Bar Room with Ashley and Steve talking about animation and cartoons. Every Saturday morning it drops. And on Fridays, if you're looking to, besides the 430 movie, you can also listen to not only Inglorious Trexperts, where Darren and I talk about all things Trek with special guests, but the new Trexperts briefing room, where we curate significant episodes of Star Trek with special guests. And that's really been a hoop. That's a separate audio feed. So if you want to listen to the audio commentaries, you want to go to Trexperts briefing room, not Inglorious Trexperts, which is the regular weekly Star Trek show. And of course, Best Movies Never Made. And you can watch all these shows on the free Electric Now app, which you can download from your favorite app store or watch on Stir, Distro TV, and now Roku. Roku, 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 Roku. And uh, Roku. 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 You can watch with Pete Potwistle and Bedford Stuyvesant. Roku. It's got a certain Bedford Stuyvesant. Indeed, it does. And it's so great to be back with all of you here on the 4-3 movie, including you, our, our audience. Wouldn't yeah, be worth doing without you. So thank you for uh, joining us and, and continuing to seek us out. And until next week, on behalf of Ashley, Darren, Steve, and myself, Mark Altman, Eyewitness News starts now. <laughs> She wore blue velvet Bluer than velvet was the night Softer than satin was the light From the stars She wore blue Than velvet were her eyes 
warmer than May her tender sighs. Love was ours, ours. Love I held tightly, feeling the rapture grow. Gone was the glow of blue velvet, but in my heart they'll always be precious and warm a memory through the years, and I still can see blue. And warm a memory through the years, and I still can see blue velvet through my This show was produced by Dean Devlin and Mark A. Altman and is an Electric Surge Network production.